Welcome to Runway Walks, Current Talks, your weekly podcast that examines luxury fashion through an affordable vocabulary. We are your hosts, Liz and Whitney. Hey, Liz, have you thawed out? Uh, almost. It's the, the snow here is finally starting to melt. I can see it. Like it's melting as we're talking. So same here. This was a crazy week. Yes. Yeah, so because Whitney and I are both in Oklahoma and Texas, it's everybody knows that we've been a part of this crazy snowstorm. Um, crazy snowstorm. Which, you know, for the north is not a big deal. But, like, here we just don't. Like, our streets haven't even been cleared off. Like, Oh, yeah. There's, ours, like, ours maybe there. one bulldozer there's like that's one, been going around. There's, like, around. one snowplow in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so we just don't have the equipment to, to deal with it. No. And, yet, and, the and clearly don't for either. Texas, like, we don't have the infrastructure either. Right. Um, huge problem. I feel like we were very lucky we did not have near the um, electricity outs or water or burst pipes um, that a lot of people felt. So we feel very lucky. We are, our hearts are out going out to all of the people that are still experiencing that because it's going to be a long time before things get put back together. It's going to be a while. It's going to be a long time. Um, I mean, even here, I mean, I know I'm in Oklahoma, so it's a little bit different situation with the, with the power grid and everything, but it's sad to see how many people's homes have just kind of been destroyed because of burst pipes. And I mean, we've been dripping water for a week. This Mm -hmm. morning was the first time when I was like, okay, maybe we can turn it off because it's going to be above freezing for the first time in 10 days. Um, so Anyway, I mean, we were, we were pretty fortunate as well. We kept power and water and everything. And um, silver lining was we had Nick's birthday this last week, so that was kind of a little bit of an upper. I mean, yeah, as much as you can. So we just did. We didn't really work because of because of the rolling blackouts. They were doing those here too. So even like the kids, they couldn't really get online at any time. Like they right. didn't know if they were going to have power. And it was just it was just a shit show. So we've been home all week, and we did a really hard puzzle and. <laughs> we cooked a lot and you know we took stuff to our neighbors and you know did did what you can do but anyway I'm, I'm happy that we were fortunate amongst the others that were not and we are thinking of them because I know so many people who've been affected and it's been really hard for so many people so mm-hmm. anyway. I'm just hoping that you know we moved over into 2021 and we're like okay this this year's gonna be better now I'm thinking that the official end of like the year of shit has to be in March, right? Yeah. Because that's when like COVID officially kind of started for the U.S. So I'm thinking, you know, March 11th, March 12th, like we've we've now been through, and let's start. Again let's fresh. maybe start that's fresh. My thought. I know it's yeah. also like birthday month for us, so let's start yes. fresh. Birthday month. <laughs> birthday month. Yes. I know. Oh I know. gosh, but Ugh. well. Even the snowstorms and the bad winter weather couldn't stop Fashion Month from starting. So I feel like we've got some fun stuff to talk about. We have a about, lot to talk about. But we also have a, a lot of style snacks to cover. Um, I feel like it was like entertainment week for style snacks. 100%. So like we, we're like on ET or like, you know. <laughs> TMZ. E. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think the, one of the biggest stories this week has been that Meghan Markle and Prince Harry announced that they were expecting their second child. Um, so they were revealed the news via a photo release kind of on Valentine's Day. And the two were pictured very lovingly sitting under a tree. And you can see her baby bump. 
Um, so that was really big news. Big, especially coming off of her uh, miscarriage news that came out um, exactly. end of last year in the New York Times. Mm-hmm. Um, big deal for them. I thought the photo was really sweet. I mean, I know that they yeah, do it was some beautiful. weird things sometimes, but the photo was gorgeous. The black and white yes. with the trees and... Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm happy for I'm happy for them, especially considering what she's been through. That's not easy. Absolutely, it's really not. So no, I I'm happy for them. Um, I think that you know that's obviously what they wanted, and to have that kind of joy after having that loss, like good for them. Um, but on the backside of the week, <laughs> it also came out that you know, hey, they're no longer members of the royal family. Bye, like officially, officially. Yes. So officially woof, came out. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, Queen's not it's playing It's kind of like a back and forth for them. It's like good news, really shitty news. Really yeah. good news, really shitty news. But yeah, ugh, I know. Oh uh, yeah. So, um, oops, yeah. ouch. Okay. Yeah. At least they've got you know good news to celebrate. <laughs> Take yeah, and one. at least they're, they're like an oceans fine. away. They're in LA. They're living yeah. their life. They don't really. They've they got don't a lot care. going on. They're yeah. fine. Oh my gosh. Um, well, I wonder if Chris Jenner was just like, okay, good. Maybe people are going to be talking about other things because then she, again, it's like big, big news nationally for, you know, horrible reasons. And then it's like, all right, let's slip this one in under the radar. Um, Kim and Kanye are officially getting divorced. So Kim has filed. Shocker. Um, shocker. I know. I'm, I'm so surprised. <laughs> I kind of feel like Chris Jenner just like waits around and she's like, let's see what's going to happen this week. All I right, go, Kim, go. You I know? do too, 100%. She is the puppeteer in that whole situation. Yeah. So, yeah, surprise to no one, but they have officially filed for divorce. Um, I don't know. It'll be, it'll and be interesting been, to see if, if Kanye comes out and says anything. I'm, I'm, an, I'm intrigued. Um, or if he just kind of manics out for a little bit because he's yeah you know been known might. to do that so and they've been married what six years i think i think six years so yeah. it's i mean it's sad <sighs> but it i don't happens. yeah it's not a surprise it's not a surprise, not a surprise. it's been a long time coming yeah. but big news i mean like those are two major things that three yeah. major things that have happened yeah in the entertainment world and then I think the other thing that I saw this week where I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. It was like, insert eye roll. Um, more news on the Sex and the City reboot. Oh, I know. I can't even like, I can't. I'm, okay. So they they have now announced that Big and Steve are not returning. Who's left? That's what I told Who's coming said, back the for this thing? What are we going to talk about? Like, I'm just, you know... <sighs> How can you not have big? How could you not have Steve? I mean, like I it, it's just kind of like keeps going. All there's there's these people are so they're so crucial to all of these storylines. How can you just not have them? You have to get like super creative in the ways that you're writing off all these people in Carrie's life. Like, okay, I don't know. I so. know that was kind of like um, the icing on the cake for me of like. The shit show of the new reboot where I was like, like maybe we should not do this. I know. (laughs) That's exactly what I said. At first I was like, okay, we can deal without Samantha, whatever. Now it's like, what are are we going to talk about? The COVID come down and the fact that no one's friends anymore and be catty. I don't like this. I don't like any of it. There's hope for Charlotte. It was supposed to be a nostalgic, like feel good. (laughs) I know. I know. So. So it's. I'm so irritated. (laughs) I'm so so irritated. irritated. Uh, okay, so 
the one kind of positive um, entertainment story this week, even though it's kind of in a weird way, is that we got the the trailer for the new Cruella movie that stars Emma Stone. And she looks awesome. She looks incredible. She looks so good. So it's kind of the origin story of how Cruella de Vil came to be um, from the 101 Dalmatians, um, you know, um, series. So it's, she just, she looks great. Um, she kind of looks like a crazy, like Vivian Westwood. Um, yeah. So she's playing like a fashion designer in the 70s who's supposed to be like a little bit crazy, a little bit mad and just kind of thinks about things differently. So um, but like the costumes already look fantastic. Jenny Beaven is um, the costume designer and it comes out in May. So I think it could be worth seeing if for no other reason than to just see how fantastic and over the top the, the costumes are going to be for this. I agree. I think it looked like I was excited watching the trailer. I was like, oh, this is going to be great. I can't wait to see what yeah. they put her in for the rest of the film. I'm super, mm-hmm. I'm super excited. And I love her. I think she's great. I love Emma Stone. I do too. So. That will fun. be fun. That will be fun. Well, um, I have a kind of a fashiony um, pop culture fashion style as we move into some more fashion style snacks. Um, Tell me. So John Legend announced this last week. He's doing a collaboration with Sperry, the shoe brand, which is a kind of this an kind of makes sense to me. Yeah, I mean it makes sense, but it's like okay. Um, I didn't realize that he's been a global ambassador for the brand since last year. So this. Should I mean, it should have come as a surprise to me. I just didn't realize that. He's been featured in marketing campaigns and in their social media. Um, so his signature collection of men's shoes, there'll be three different styles. Um, they'll launch this fall. So the th- And I think it's really cool because, you know, he's an artist, he's a pianist, he's a singer. So there's going to be um, keyboard prints on the footbeds of the shoes. There's going to be quotes by John Legend you know, inside the shoes and a hand-stitched little like JL on each piece. Um, so the three shoes, they'll be like a signature boat shoe, like the Sperry boat shoe. Mm-hmm. There'll be a, uh, a tall boot and there'll be an original legend boot, which is like a mid-calf boot that laces up. So there's three different styles. Uh, pretty reasonably priced. They range from $120 to $150 US. So, you know, fairly not expensive. What I thought was funny, though, about this thing, about this was that WWD did a whole interview with John Legend about this and then about, like, kind of his life. And he went on to tell them, like, his favorite brands he loves to wear. So he said, I love to wear McQueen, Gucci, um, St. Laurent. And then the other question they asked that's been, like, the buzz of the interview was, like, who's the more, who's more of a fashionista, you or Chrissy? And he kind of avoids the question. He kind of just goes, he, like, goes on to express, like, how much fashion is a part of both of their lives. As to, like, not, like, piss her off in an interview. Like, she won't, like, like, almost one of those things where, like, you know she would write about it on Twitter. So he was just like, I don't know. We both love fashion. It was really cute. Like, they're just so cute. So I think this will be a really fun collaboration. It'll be, it'll be cute, affordable, and it'll be fun. Yeah. So speaking of Alexander McQueen that John Legend loves to wear, um, this was super exciting this last week. So Alexander McQueen becomes the first luxury label to work with Bestier Collective on their brand's new brand-approved program. I'm so excited. I love this. this. Love this. So this is very much in support of circular fashion, durable fashion. Um, one of the things that I think is so great about this is that um, – 
Vestiaire's authenticating team, which I know a lot about them because I did a big interview for them in New York. So I had to research all about Vestiaire. And I think it's an incredible company. And I think what they stand for is great. It started in, in France and they now have an office in New York. Um, but their authenticating teams are now going to have access to McQueen staff to help them, like, you know, authenticate these items and tell them what year it's from and tell them, you know, what more collection. about the product. Yeah. So it's, they can really give their, um, their customer base more details on it other than just like, oh, it's real. You know, it's not fake. It's not, you know, a fake McQueen or whatever. So I just, I think this is a really, really cool concept. Um, that they're going to be working with. And they also um, said in one of the articles that I read that they're also going to give McQueen staff almost like a, a transparency to actually talk to clients as opposed to it being just the McQueen staff talking to Vestiaire Collective, talking to their clients. It's kind of this whole like relationship thing that they're trying to build to create this, you know, circular, circular movement of fashion and, you know, get it back and resell it and, you know, keep that going as opposed to just new pumping out new collections all the time. Yeah, I, I love this concept. I think that it is so great. So basically what they're doing is like the McQueen staff is reaching out to like really popular customers that shop them all the time. And they're saying, hey, do you want to turn anything in? And then if you do, we're going to give you credit so that you can buy new McQueen. Mm-hmm. So it's like you said, they're building that relationship. And then you have this guarantee that it's authentic because sometimes like I've, I'm going to be honest, like I have stayed away from secondhand because I worry that even though it's been like quote unquote authenticated, that it still might be, you know, not real. Same. So I think having like the sign off from the brand gets me excited. Like I'm like, okay, yes, I would do this. Um, did you go online and check out the pieces that they had? I have not yet. It's on, it's I need cool. to do it because. Yeah. Um, no, it's, it's good. I think that this is like um, just so smart of them in a way that I think like brands have kind of fought against the resale market because, you know, they want them to be buying new and buying direct from them. But if, if this whole economy is going to be existing, like it makes sense for brands to get in on it, like totally figure out a way that you can kind of like, you know, get your piece, get your piece of the pie. Um, but then also be responsible and contribute to sustainability and, um, resale. So I love it. I hope that more brands do it. I think that it is, um, it's going to make me want to play in this market more than I have in the past. I agree. I mean, same. And I think I think there's so much buzz around this, and there is a lot of hope that this continues. Like other houses will kind of catch on and and create this model. You know, whatever it yep. looks like, whether it's Vestiaire or Real Real or whatever they want to do. I I just think it's really cool that the ball has started rolling with this because I think this has been needed to happen for a while. So I need to go check it out. I'm excited. I'll do that. Yeah. after we get done. That's cool. Um, so last but not least, our last style snack, um, there is a new exhibit in Paris, of course, it's always in Paris, <laughs> of fashion photos going up at the Layard Decoteries. Um, so it's a bunch of fat, like famous fashion photos by, um, Horst, Bettina Reims, Robert Joysnow. Um, it's like, the, there's a famous photo. I mean, people would know it if they see it. The famous photo of the distorted Eiffel Tower from 1965. Like there's a, the famous photo of um, a model in a corset from 1991. Just these really iconic fashion photos that you would see in like, you know, coffee table books and magazines. And um, it's called Photographic Tales. It opens April 1st. And there are 400 images spanning from the year 1840 to present day. Um, I think it's really cool. They're going to showcase this um, chronologically and thematically. So they're going to put it, you know, kind of by years, but then also by themes together as you kind of walk through this exhibit. Um, but the this actual this museum in Paris 
Um, the photography collection consists of 350,000 images. So I feel like by the time I got out of there, I'd be like, ah, yeah, it's fried. like the Louvre of photographs. Yeah. Um, but I think this is a, this is really cool. And there's a, there's a lot of people talking about it because it's one of the only things that's still opening at this point, because as we talked about <laughs> the Margiela exhibit got, you know, postponed mm-hmm. and a lot of things are getting postponed. But as of right now, this one's still going forward. So it looks really cool. If you live in Paris to go check it out. I think we should get into some Game of Clothes. Let's so do New it. York we have a happened. lot. Um, or, well, you have a lot. I do not. <laughs> you will have picks, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> all of my picks are happening um, later. So they are kind of operating outside of the traditional New York calendar. So the only designer that I have to talk about today is Jason Wu. Um, but uh, it was a fun show. So he had a corporate partner, um, branding partner. So Coca-Cola was his partner for the show. Um, And this was very apparent in some of the prints that he created. He did some prints for skirts and dresses, like using the Coca-Cola logo. Um, He had bottles. He had set decorations, um, glass Coke bottles. So it was like you knew and you're kind of like, I think it would be kind of like a head tilt of like, oh, I guess we are like really incorporating branding into this. But as far as the garments were concerned, it wasn't so overt that it was annoying to me when I was looking at them. Um, it wasn't just like, you know, here's your Coke. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I thought that they were like as tastefully done as they could have been. I agree with you. I, I looked at it. I, I agree. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of interesting. I don't know. There were there were some elements about this that were just kind of like disconnected to me. Um, so it's like you had the Coke partnership, but then you also um, had the set design that basically looked like a, a, a deli or kind of like a market that had um, kind of like crates of fresh food. So he kind of chalked it up to like, he spent a lot of time cooking in quarantine and he wanted to bring that into his set design. Um, So they had like fresh cauliflower and potatoes and lemons that guests were encouraged to take. Also a little bit of like a question mark for me there. But the good part about it was that the remainder of the food was donated to City Harvest, which is a New York City charity feeding people in need. So I liked that part about it. I don't know who's in the time of COVID running up and grabbing a cauliflower that a bunch of people have, other tu- have otherwise touched, but um, yeah. uh, it was like a little bit weird. Um, <laughs> but I like yeah. the idea that there was a charitable <laughs> contribution worked in there. Right. Um, as far as the clothes go, um, there was a focus on separates. Um, he's mainly known for doing dresses, kind of, you know, uh, runway looks or excuse me, red carpet looks and really fancy dresses. And there were still plenty of those um, to be had, but there was a focus on separates, um, a lot of focus on like dark grounds, which I felt like it looked like a good wardrobe of that New York City woman that's like running to her afternoon meeting and just kind of looking pulled together um, and professional there were some really beautiful prints, a lot of graphic shapes that were like a little bit abstract, um, wasn't just so like singular and like hard on the the shapes, but just making them a little bit softer, a little bit more abstract. Um, I really liked the pops of red. I thought they were beautiful. Um, like I said, a lot of like deep navy, some interjections of uh, camel color, which I always love a good camel. Um, really liked the jackets. 
There were a lot of different jacket options, various weights. Um, so I really thought that was fun. And I one of but the favorite details that I had were there were a lot of pieces that had fringe of different kind of links on jackets and dresses. And I thought that it was just a really beautiful detail. Vogue thought that it was a little bit like overwrought, but I thought that it was still beautiful and wearable. In terms of the scoring, so... Number one, I'm mad at WWD and I hate it when they do this. They're, the review was locked, so I couldn't I, I finally couldn't access. A, I finally bought a subscription. So you Did you? Find. Okay, well then, great. I might use your subscription <laughs> use send mine. me like the review so that I, I can I finally like, sucked it up because all my reviews were locked. Oh, okay. Because I think it's going to be a thing. Yes, so. it was very annoying. Um, but the Vogue review was kind of negative. So I got a negative one. They said that they would have expected more from him. So negative oh, wow. one. Okay. They did have um, some metal jewelry. He had some big lock necklaces. So plus one there. Lots of monochromatic looks. So plus two. And then we had the charity um, work in, which we talked about for plus three. So in total, um, six points, but then minus one. So I landed at five points for Jason Wu. Not bad. Considering Not bad. that we drew houses out of, yeah, out of cups randomly. Like we knew going <laughs> in, this might be a little bit wild. Um so good. So we'll stay tuned on your other two yes. later, later on down the line. Um, all three of mine have happened. Um, so I'm going to start off with Marcel von Berlin. Did not know a whole lot about this brand. Um, the label itself is known for designer street clothes. It was launched in 2012 in Berlin, um, in Berlin and Germany. And now they have kind of landed. They have a little, you know, pop-up shop in New York and they have a, a store in L.A., um, the show itself was set at a concrete oasis. It was Eric Lloyd Wright's residence in Malibu, California. I mean, it was just like these beautiful, um, view, like, you know, views of just the sky, probably overlooking the ocean and, and, um, these models kind of walking in and out of this, like truly just concrete structure. But the biggest thing about this show, um, and there was a lot of talk about it before was that the designer, Marcel Pustul, who um, attended Parsons. He did a little stint at Donna Karen and Michael Kors before going out on his own and creating Marcel von Berlin. He collaborated with Lady Gaga's creative director and stylist, Nicola Formichetti. So there was a lot of talk about this behind the scenes. Um, and Nicola also has done stints with Diesel and Mugler before he went on to really just work for Lady Gaga. Um, Gaga's a fan of Marcel von Berlin. She's been known to wear this brand. So is J-Lo. Um, and her creative director, Nicola, came out and said, we need to save fashion. So anything, anything I can do to help creators, I will do. We need someone like him in L.A. I said, let's collaborate, make it even bigger. Um, so it was just this sweet little partnership. And there's these photos of him kind of styling the models with the designer of the clothes. Just this kind of intimate, these intimate photos that we wouldn't see otherwise because we're all in this digital world. So it was just kind of, it was kind of fun to see them both on set with these photos of them, the designer pulling clothes and him kind of like styling it. Um, so the video was eight minutes long in total. They did a totally, of course, digital show. It was inspired by LA rock and roll chic with a touch of disco. And that's pretty much just exactly what it was. I actually loved how they shot this. And I, I do think that a lot of brands learned a lot from coming off of last season with a, you know, the, the first real true like digital mm -hmm. fashion month. Um, so during this models would kind of randomly stand on stairs 
There was a spinning pedestal in the middle of the house that they would kind of stand on and it would turn different levels. And every single look was seen at least three or four times, whether it was sitting or standing or walking or they were in a lineup or like a photo kind of shoot. You could really see the clothes. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, the, you and I talked several or, times. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I didn't see it, but you know, it's about the clothes. I didn't see any of it. So I thought they did a really good job of shooting it in different ways where you really got to see it move, see it still, see it stand. I thought that it was great. Um, so the video itself was shot to move from daytime power suiting to nighttime. So it was kind of this like daytime look, work look, and then full night looks. Um, the day, the daytime looks were, um, a lot of black leather separates. There was a beautiful red, like leather mini dress. The big puff sleeve was a huge part of it. Um, oversized floppy hat seen in all of it, trench coats. Um, there was a really cool denim dress and that's the one that Lady Gaga has been seen wearing. Um, the power suiting section was really cool. There was a moment where, um, all three different models walked out in three different shades of like a hot pink power suit. So it was like these kind of like all monochromatic looks, but like an ombre pink all across this like, you know, concrete wash wall. It was, it was beautiful. Um, nighttime, there was a lot of shearling jackets, dark florals, feathers, um, a statement blue metallic 80s mini dress. And, um, and then we saw the trifecta again of the hot pink color. We saw a sequin power suit and a hot pink uh, mini dress and like a jumpsuit. Um, overall though, I will say like watching it, I got a lot of vibes from other brands kind of mixed in. There was a lot of like that Celine 70s cool kid mm-hmm. mixed with like the Balenciaga silhouettes, Bottega cutouts and like the Isabel Marat. So I'm not quite sure where the vision was, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like it was almost like a lot of things were pulled yeah, from let's other, pull what's working other labels other. to yeah. kind of, yeah. And so, you know, that there wasn't anything that was, I was like, wow, there were, there were some interesting, um, ruching details. Like there was on the denim cutout there was like a keyhole denim dress and like the ruching kind of stemmed from like almost an origami star shape and kind of went out from there. So, you know, other than that, there were little details that I thought were really new and innovative, but a lot of it was stuff people mm-hmm. are doing. Um, but I really enjoy, I could see myself wearing several of the looks, which I, you know, I guess that's, that's a good testament to, to the brand. Um, as far as scoring, I had one positive review from WWD because Vogue did not, Vogue did not review it. Fine, Vogue. <laughs> Uh, bralettes, we have a leather bralette. So one point there, um, the necklaces were like super major, chunky, heavy. They were really cool. So we got one point there for heavy chain jewelry. And then I got two points for monochromatic looks from, of course, all the pink power suiting. So I ended up with five points not for bad. a Marcel von Berlin. So not bad. Um, moving on to my second show, Rebecca Minkoff. And I like Rebecca Minkoff. It's just, she's not, um, she never really... I mean, she doesn't really put on the production. Right. I'd say she's more of a lifestyle brand. And so she doesn't like that. She doesn't have the money or the funds to put on a full-fledged thing. She's more like, let's do it in the street next to my you yep. know, boutique in Soho. And like, she does some really sweet things. Um, so we've never really covered her before, but I love her. Whitney and I both own the same jacket by Rebecca Minkoff. <laughs> Which Liz gets credit for because she jacket. found it. But it was just so good <laughs> that I had to buy it. And I never, It is a good jacket. I never do that. I never am like, oh, because if somebody has it, like, I don't, I don't need it. But right. it, that jacket was that good. And we wear it's it all the time. It's a good jacket. And, and it was a pretty good price. I mean, because yeah. leather jackets can be pricey. Um but it's it's a really good jacket. So thank you, Rebecca Minkoff. Um, so this collection was very East Coast meets West Coast. Nothing really out of the ordinary for her. Um, bohemian rocker, lots of bold animal prints meets like rock star glam. 
Um, she's really good at what she does in her niche, and that's what she did. Edgy, feminine, spring florals meets downtown New York City energy. That's really what she's good at. Um, it was See Now, by Now, which is what she's kind of moved towards for her last few seasons. I'm guessing it was at Spring Studio. I couldn't really tell. There was never really anything about where it was, but I think it was at Spring. Mm-hmm. Um, the setting was like they brought in all these palm trees and banana trees to so make it look like you're just kind of in this like jungle. Um, again, lots of prints, floral, snake print, animal print. Something exciting is that she finally launched vegan leather pieces. And people have been asking for that. So she did an, an IGTV um, kind of walking around with all the models. Everybody had masks on. Super kudos Good. to you guys. <laughs> and all their masks matched their outfits. And I thought it was so cute because Rebecca herself had on one of the looks, like full head to toe, mm-hmm. bag, shoes, mask. So she and one of the models were like identical. It was cute. so funny. Um, but yeah, she she noted on the IGTV on her Instagram that she said, you know, people have been asking me for vegan leather and now you can finally support, you know, my brand. And there was these really cool vegan leather shorts that I actually really want. Um, they come in like a deep, like cranberry maroon color, taupe and black. Um, of course, there's lots of good bags. She's really good at doing that affordable luxury yeah. bag. Like that's kind of what she's known for outside of her flirty clothing. Um so I love the Florence flap shoulder bag. It was kind of that moon shape we're seeing a lot right now with the heavy chain detail that comes in a lot of colors. It's fun. Like I love her. Her clothes are fun. It's easy. Flirty. Yeah. Feminine. Um, so as far as scoring, I had one positive review because again, Vogue didn't cover it. So <laughs> just WWD. Um, we had a lot of heavy chain jewelry, which is what, you know, everybody's doing right now. So one point there. And then um, monochromatic looks. Which is actually two points, not one. Oh, so you've so, got four points there. I have four. I'll be honest, I was drinking wine last night when I was doing this, so I apologize. <laughs> so scoring's I'm not good at I'm not good at math. We already had to fix one of mine. <laughs> we'll see if my last at one least works it's out. like it's working in your favor. Oh. Yeah, we'll see. Um so that yeah, so far we're doing okay. Um last but not least though, um, Proenza Scholar was actually, it ended up being one of the biggest shows of New York Fashion Week. Um, So just as a little side note, Proenza, it was one of the only like really established brands on the calendar because like Ralph Lauren's not Mm -hmm. on it, Calvin Klein, Marc Jacobs. So they're one of the only ones that's almost at that 20 year mark of being alive as a brand that was on the calendar. Which is crazy that they're already at 20 years. I know. Isn't that crazy? Um, so the designers, Jack McCullough and Lazaro Hernandez shot this film two weeks prior to showing it at New York Fashion Week when it launched, um, at the Parish Art Museum in Watermill. But the real surprise, which is part of why it was such a big show, was that it was Ella Imhoff's debut as a model, Mm -hmm. who is the stepdaughter of Vice President Kamala Harris. She just signed with IMG Models after the inauguration. This is her first modeling appearance. Um, Big deal. And she killed it. Yeah, big deal. WWD described her as she's a Proenza girl now. Um, and WWD, like, as I'm talking about this, like, they loved the shit out of the show. Like, it was cra- Like, the last sentence in the review said bullseye, period. They loved it. I'm, I'm happy they never for them because I feel like they've had, um, you know, it kind of got, like, stale. They kind they of kinda lost their way a little, a little bit. bit. So... I'm, and I'm glad to see that's them kind of gotten, recover. Yeah, a little bit lost because other other people have kind of caught on, maybe to not what they're doing, but the things that they're kind of good at, uh-huh. like cutouts and you know earthy tones and some of their um, crazy prints. Yeah, and so I feel like they've kind of 
been kind of off the beaten path for a while and this was this was their coming coming back um so they, they described ella Hop as being their collection muse and star um and they described it as the reimagining today's all-important power suit for the next generation um hernandez said it's very american fashion to reduce everything to its core to its essential form so all the buttons are not visible the external pockets are gone we kind of stripped everything away and we really started we really saw this Throughout the show, but then Ella came out in the last look, and I was like, I want that suit. <laughs> so it was a single button suit, um, and they did this throughout throughout the, the suiting in the show, where even if it had two buttons, they button it at the top and then kind of open it, where you kind of had a little bit of a midriff. It was it was like the suiting crop top, kind of, but just a little bit of skin. Mm-hmm. And then the, the pants, which are just it, so cool. Um, of course, we're moving away from a skinny jean or skinny pant. Thank you, Generation Z. I'm not um, following. I don't care. I know. I know. <laughs> but the pants have a slit at the top. So again, there's a little tiny bit of skin just, just underneath your belly button. And then there's kind of a band on top. It's almost like a little like um, like a crest slit. And then it comes down to these billowy pants. It's just a really sleek, chic suiting look. I, I, I loved it. Um, so Proenza actually special built a website for this entire thing. They built a website to put the video on and had a grid of looks with multiple multiple views of the clothing and a way to pre-order it. There were 36 looks in total, super earthy, blacks, browns. The bright yellow dress was killer with the hip cutouts. It was so pretty. Tans, grays, greens. Um, what I thought was really, really cool was that the designers kind of described this as being evolution, not revolution. McCullough said, we don't know any women who change their style every season, yep. and which is true. Like, a lot of us can't afford to just throw everything we have, you know, resale it or whatever and get a whole new wardrobe. Well, we also, it's like you, it. you kind of have your style, and it's not like you know what works for right. you. You're not going to veer off wildly um, just because, right. you know, that's the trend. Like, I think as you get older, you know what your style is, and you're not – you're just not going to completely it's abandon it. It's part of who you are. Totally. And the, the other thing that I thought was really, really neat is that the designers talked about where a year ago, the jackets and dresses being made were kind of tucked off the shoulders or, you know, you kind of had to make it work for, I mean, I'm moving my shirt around, you kind of have to make it work for you. Like, how does it fit on each body? And this season, they described that as like attitude or they built it into the patterns. So, so they're, the clothes can work harder for you while it's easier to wear, which is another COVID time development that Vogue described as being maybe one of the best ones. Vogue and WWD both really enjoyed this. And the more I, I watched the video a couple times and saw how the clothes moved just because everybody was kind of like loving it. Um, and I just, I thought it was really innovative. I, I, and I thought it was great for this to come out of New York because New York yeah. has needed some, a show that's like, wow. Um, so just before I get to scoring one small little thing. So after, after the show came out, WWD loved the show so much that they released an article called five must things, five must have things to buy from this collection. <laughs> So here are the five. The new power suit, uh, one of the knit dresses, the black leather trench coat, which Ella Emhoff also wore, the extra large Tobo tote, which we're also seeing a lot of super big bags, and the Rondo slippers, which later on we'll come to find out I get negative points for because they're very ugly inspired. <laughs> um, but they do look comfortable. So as far as scoring, I had two positive reviews. Um, having chain jewelry, so one point there. Uh, two points for monochromatic looks. But we had UGG inspired footwear, so negative one. So total of four. Okay. Um, so I ended up with, uh, I 13. think, 13. Which, okay. For random picks, not too bad. 
For random picks, I'll take it. And we got so. and the collections that we covered. Like, I, I like them. So, yay. I, Off to a good start for fun. New York. Um, yeah. But we still do not have our Paris picks, but the schedule came out. So I think we need to, schedule we need to make some out. Paris picks. I have my little I have my little mug. Do you want me to pick for you Can first? Can you? Well, let's let's rotate. Let's go back and forth. Okay. Let me pick for let me pick for you first. Okay. And then we'll and then we'll go back and forth. Oh gosh. Okay. Mew Mew. That's a you for pick. you. Yeah, but at least it'll be a, like a good one. <gasps> All right, who's up for you? <gasps> Louis Vuitton. Okay. I swear I'm not looking at these. You can uh-huh, see me. <laughs> sure. Sure you're not. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, Dawei Studio for you. D-A-W-E-I. Studio. Two words. Okay. That'll be a new okay. one. That will be a new one. All right. Let's see for me. Ellie Saab. Okay. Wow. That'll okay. be beautiful. Always beautiful. I can't wait. Okay, last picks. I'm trying to get you a good one. Courage. Courage. Oh, yeah, C- okay. C-O-U-R-R-E-G-E-S. Sounds I think familiar. that they've got they've got their new designer. Yes, you're right. You're yeah. right. You're right. So that'll, <gasps> that'll be, be that'll, fun. That'll actually be really fun. Good. That'll be really fun. All right, my last one. Each times each other. So each X each other. Each X other. Sorry. Each X other. <laughs> Can't talk. Okay. Well, hey, we we both got That's kind of like we, we both got one big house and then yeah. um some names that we know and some new names. And then so one that'll that we be fun. Have covered. Yay, that ended up Thank you, Paris. That that ended well. <laughs> we needed that. <laughs> Because I don't know what's going to happen in London and Milan. I have no clue. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. It's it'll be, be a little it, dicey. Is, yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fun. It'll, it'll be, be okay. All right. Well, we're off to a good start for Fashion Month. We are. We are. Thank you guys so much for joining us again this week, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Ciao. Thanks for joining us on Runway Walk's Current Talks. A big thank you goes out to Troy and Quincy Taylor and TTU for composing our theme music. We love it and are so grateful that you let us use it. If you're looking for more RWCT, visit our website, runwaywalkscurrenttalks.com and find us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And as always, please rate, review, and subscribe. We appreciate all the support.